leaders and, and employers have definitely got, um, you know, they've got a role to play in this. I think that managers do need to become leaders. They need to, especially in these times, provide their staff with emotional support understand what the the home environment is like um you know move deadlines if they can be moved reduce the workloads like reduce the expectations um to enable people to feel as though they can actually cope with the day-to-day job you know people are um at the moment they're at home you're they're cooking three meals a day and probably two snack times as well they are trying to homeschool, upload all the kids' work. If you've got multiple kids, one laptop, mm. wow, unbelievable. All the while, still trying to do your day-to-day job. It is impossible. Yeah. It's impossible. So I think lowering the expectations that you have on yourself as well is, is something that's very, very important. Hello, listeners, and welcome along to the Mind to Lead podcast, the podcast where leaders are made. Whether you're a CEO, manager, teacher or parent, I believe everybody can be a leader. My mission is to help my listeners understand the skills, traits and mindset of what it takes to become an exceptional leader. I'm your host, Georgie Hubbard, business owner, career and mindset coach. So if you're ready to discover the mindset it takes to lead, then this is the podcast for you. Hey guys, before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to jump on and talk to you about something that I am super excited about. So you may or may not know, but I've developed a course. It's a 12-day masterclass called Life Reimagined. In this course, you're going to start to understand yourself at a deeper level. You're going to build your self-belief so you have the courage to work towards your dreams. You're going to build thriving relationships with people who love and support you. You're going to establish winning morning routines and build life-changing habits. All of these lessons and all of this material are things that I wish I knew 10 years ago. And it wasn't until that I understood myself, it wasn't until that I had winning habits and routines that my life changed for the better. Now, I want to give you this for the next 14 days for free. That's right, for free. Because now is the time to be working on you. Now is the time to get clear on what you want. Let's grow through this and not just go through this. So if you're ready to take your life to the next level, jump across to The Mind to Lead, www.themindtolead.com and let's get you from where you are now to where you want to be. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I look forward to speaking to you again soon, guys. Have a beautiful day. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Mind to Lead and today I am super excited because I am about to chat with not only my best friend but my partner in crime, my business partner Pamela Cordwell aka CEO of CH Solutions. Pam, amazing to have you on the podcast, how are you? Georgie, very excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me on. Yeah, of course. Well, we were actually um, meant to be doing this face-to-face before all the pandemic hit because I was supposed to be in Melbourne uh, a couple of months ago and we had it all locked in to do the podcast, but obviously that didn't happen. So, But we're doing it now. We're jumping on a Zoom. We're pivoting. We're innovating in these 
uh, chaotic times. So let's just kick off. Uh, if you could just give the audience a little bit of an introduction into who you are, a little bit about your journey and uh, what's brought you to this point in your life today. Lovely. Um, I should always start with a bit of a disclaimer that I am Scottish. So <laughs> I'll just give people a little bit of time to adjust the ears to my accent. Um, so yeah, I am a mum, wife and um, co-founder of CH Solutions with um, Your Good Self. Um, what brought me to this stage of my life? I, I'll start from Scotland. Um, six years ago now. And my husband's, well, fiance at the time, and I decided that we really wanted to explore um, life outside of Glasgow. And it was more of an experience that we were looking for and the opportunity to live outside of the city that we, we grew up in. So we came here and the both of us absolutely love Glasgow. We love Scotland. We had um, our friends and family who basically lived so close to us. And we genuinely came here with the intention of doing 12 months. Neither of us actually thought that we would make it longer than that away from our friends and family. And um, yeah, a, a wedding, a baby and a business launch. And six years later, we're still here with unfortunately no intention of, of going back anytime mm -hmm. soon so that's uh, just a little bit of an insight into my journey and yeah here I am amazing well I mean we've known each other now for six years since we first started working together and you know you, you say you're Scottish but <laughs> it was so far I remember the first time I met you I was really having to tune in like to your to your <laughs> accent but it softened so much and I'll never forget the days where you were leaving people voicemails and people weren't understanding you so I think that you know you've definitely definitely like softened the accent I think it's a beautiful accent anyway so um but that's hilarious so look I always give people so much credit like when they can have the courage to to move away from home and you had you know some really close friends some really close family so what was what was that like moving away from I guess your comfort zone and all the things that you knew and you grew up with to a completely new country but a, a country that is the other side of the world so you know how how did that sort of come about what what made the decision finally to to make the move yeah, well, it's quite funny. My mum always says to me, what in God's name did I ever do to make you want to move <laughs> that far away from me? Um, you know, it, it really is quite a funny one because traditionally, you can attest to this, I actually do not cope well with change. Mm -hmm. So to pack up and just move to the other side of, a, of the world with one suitcase mm -hmm of summer clothes may I add when I came to Melbourne in the, the height of winter it, it was huge it was a huge huge move but I think it's with hindsight it has been the best thing that I have ever done it opened up my eyes to a completely new way of life I have met so many wonderful people so many wonderful friends that come from all different walks of life people that have traveled extensively, had so many different experiences in life. And um, it's been absolutely wonderful. And I absolutely love Melbourne. Melbourne has been incredibly kind to me. And, you know, I will be forever thankful for choosing Melbourne as the, the destination of choice for us to explore um, in that 
one year that we thought we were going to come out. It's been, it's been wonderful because America was also on the card. Mm. Uh, so it was a bit of a toss-up between America and Australia and um, Australia won. Mm. So, so it's been great. But look, coping with the change when it came here, the first 12 months were, again, benefit of hindsight. I think you just like keep going. You go day to day. And I had came from a place where my friends were my friends from school age. And we went to school together. We went to university together. We worked together. And yeah, to, to come away and start afresh with no one but my husband by my side was really challenging when you're used to having that support network and those really deep-rooted friendships. It was very, very hard for me to feel settled until I met some really, really good friends. And mm. friendships you cannot force. Mm. Friendships take time to develop and, you know, you have to go through that experience and that journey. So I would say, it, honestly, it took me about 12 to 18 months to, to feel really, really settled here. Mm -hmm. uh, but it definitely, it makes you value your friendships all the more. Mm -hmm. And um, it becomes very apparent, you know, the, the, the friendships that you've got back home, who's there for you when, you know, you're going through that change and, and, and how important it is to actually have a support network around you. Mm -hmm. So... So yeah, it's been, it's definitely been the, the, the best thing that I've ever did. And I've never looked back. Amazing. And I am so pleased that you picked Australia, obviously, or we would never have met. Um, so actually just on this, so Pam and I used to work together obviously for six years and we also used to live in the same apartment building together that we, we only realized when we first started uh, working together. So yeah, we quickly bonded very, you know, really quickly and, you know, we worked for the same company for, you know, four years together and had some fantastic times there and, you know, met some beautiful people at that time as well. And, you know, then we decided we uh, we went to Bali together over Christmas one year and had a few drinks as you do and decided that, right, it was going to be time to go it alone and maybe start our own business and cut to two and a half years later, see its solutions um, is still going, it's still thriving. And we, you know, we, we're very, very proud of what we've achieved. So let's talk about that because you have been in recruitment for the last 12 years. Is that, is that right? Yeah. I think it's 13 now, yeah. Wow, yeah. wow. So you've mm -hmm. got so much knowledge around, you know, you know, helping people with their careers, you know, sort of like hiring, hiring all of that good stuff. And I think we should really speak to that because obviously right now there's going to be a lot of change in, in the way that people work and, and how all that sort of goes about. So in your 12 years of recruitment, what have you noticed in terms of like hiring trends, you know, all of that, like, I mean, obviously you started before LinkedIn. So I, mean, I can't even imagine recruiting without LinkedIn or anything. So how have you seen the industry evolve over the last 12 years? Yeah, it's been, it's actually, it's been quite the journey when you reflect on it. So I think in 2006 is the year that I started and yet LinkedIn just wasn't a platform that was hugely used at the time. And to look back now, our business could not operate without LinkedIn. Mm. It has been our little nugget of gold in order to be able to catapult the business to the level that it's operating at today. Um, to think back, back back to the day we had this ridiculous database that went at the pace of a snail. You used to know your network really, really well. I must, I must, I must say, you had to know your market. You had to know your niche incredibly well, build up the relationships within that. But it was more so definitely um, advertising um, mm. and getting waiting for the ad responses to come in um, and cut to cut to cut to all the technology that we can capitalize on in this day and age you know you've got um 
you've got all your back end systems, you know, you've got different platforms that you can source developers on. You can really go out there and proactively headhunt people through different means. Technology has definitely enabled um, businesses to, to, to thrive at a faster rate. Um, and I think it's testament to, you know, the way that the, the recruitment business has, has evolved and that there's a lot more competition out there, but there's been people that um, have admirably taken the plunge to basically use all the knowledge that they've learned maybe at a larger agency and went out there and set up on their own and started mm-hmm. their own businesses as well, which, which is similar to what we've done. So um, there's there's been big changes, but... Um, if there's one thing that's remained consistent, um, it's been the, the 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 presence that I've had in the technology space. Um, that's when I started in 2006, and this is, uh, we still see solution specialises in um, the the tech space. Now, how that has changed and evolved um, is 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 insane. The rate that new technologies come out is unbelievable. Um, you know, we used to recruit for like COBOL developers and, you know, these technologies that are basically not not used anymore. Um, and then, you know, you've got a whole new market like UX, UI. It's wonderful. So there's been so so much change um, in the market in the past 13 years. Um, but if there's one thing, um, I do still absolutely love the recruitment industry. I love the contact that you have with the people aspect of it. And that's what that's what really keeps my passion alive is just mm. the contact with um, with the people that you have on a day to day basis. Yeah, amazing. And you've got such a natural gift with it. You can just see that you are so passionate about it after 12 years. And, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of Seed Solutions and where it is today. We've got a wonderful team, um, you know, and and I guess, look, talking to there's a lot of people when we first started the business, especially you got this you got this question asked to you a lot. Um, so obviously you're a mum, you know, so that that's to a lot of people who are thinking about going out on their own, starting something and they are a, a mum. What advice would you have? So how did you go about making the transition from a full-time job with a nice salary to mm-hmm. then starting your own business and, and balancing business owner and mum? So what, what, what was that process like for you? Hmm. Well, uh, <laughs> I didn't actually have much time to think about it. I think yeah, I think the night with too much gin was about the second of January, and then by the twentieth of January, we had actually started the business. So, it, look, it, it happened so so quickly for me, and it, again, all things happen for a reason. I think if I would have had too much time to think about the consequences of moving from a very comfortable salary to zero would um have put me off you know because it's not just myself that I have to think about it's not just my mouth that I have to feed when you are a mum you know you do have this incredible responsibility and I think you always want to do what's best for your family and um you know the the health and the happiness of your kids is absolutely paramount so fortunately I actually didn't have time to think mm-hmm. and I think that that was the best thing for me so my first piece of advice would be one don't overthink it two believe in yourself mm-hmm. and um thirdly in, enjoy the journey you know mm-hmm. that it's it's such a roller coaster there's many highs and there's there's many lows but if there's one thing um that I'm very proud of us for is you know you have to laugh in the face of adversity we cried with laughter at our own misfortune every day you know we we genuinely went from um 
earning very secure and wonderful salaries, which afforded us a, a lovely lifestyle to eating the same lunch every day. <laughs> um, did it buy clothes? We're not getting manicures, or, you know, all the silly things you become accustomed to. Um, and yet, look, Emily at the time, who is my, my daughter, she's just about to turn four now. She was 18 months old know, at the time. Crazy. 18 months old. It's it's wild to think that we started the business, you know, when, you know, I practically still wasn't getting a full night's sleep. So there's there was a lot of things going on, but definitely don't don't overthink it. Just go for it. There is no time like the present. Believe in yourself and and laugh. Don't take mm. it all too seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Now, a lot of people would be sat there going, well, I don't believe in myself. So is there is there any advice that you'd give to, to women in particular who, you know, perhaps, you know, they are in a job that they don't particularly like, or perhaps they are thinking about going out on their own? Like, is there any advice that you'd give to people that, you know, they, they could um, build their self-confidence, have the courage to go out on their own? You know, what would you, what would you say to those women that are listening right now? Or men? Yes, um, what I would say is definitely have a support network. You you need someone that is going to fly your flag mm. on the days that you cannot fly your own. Um, I would be lying if I sat here and said that there weren't some days where I thought, oh, this isn't going to work. I just, I just don't know if I've done the right thing, have I made the right move? But any time I had a shaky moment, I had, I had yourself, Georgie. I, again, I had my husband and I had my parents that were saying you know go for it you've mm. got this you know what you're doing just keep going keep going keep going having that support network is absolutely invaluable mm. and there's so many wonderful um groups out there now if you potentially don't have don't feel as though you've got the friendship groups that maybe understand what you want to do what your ambitions are go online there's so many, um, you know, if we want to speak about women, there's so many women in business, um, mm. female entrepreneur networks. Join a group, mm. get involved, mm. ask questions. Whatever fear you have, someone else is going to be going through a similar yeah. experience. It is okay to be scared. It is normal to be scared. It is normal to feel fear. But do not let that stop you from tra- chasing your dreams. Mm. So don't let it make you fall stagnant. That's mm. that that's that's one pitfall that, that you do want to avoid. But definitely for me, having you guys, being surrounded by you guys um on, on the days that I really did feel um low was was mm. very, very important. Mm. Very important. Yeah, I love that. I think that's amazing advice. And you know, I've always said I think you can choose freedom or fear, but you can't have both. You know, and I think that if you really want freedom, if you really want to live the life that you want and deserve, you're going to have to step out of your comfort zone. You're going to have to address your fears. And I think one of the biggest fears is fear of failure, right? And mm-hmm. you know, we, you know, we made many mistakes, but I think as long as you're learning and growing from those mistakes and not, you know, we're laughing. I'm, I'm just something went wrong we used to go okay so what can we learn yeah exactly but that really was our attitude I guess when we did start the business and you know I I do believe that's that's what has kept us going 
even in these times right now. So I mean, look, let's let's talk to this because we are, you know, we're currently in in a recession. You know, let's call a spade a spade. These are going to be very challenging times for for recruitment. We're we're speaking to our clients on a regular basis, and they're all feeling it as well. We've had you know contractors that have been let go. We've had you know candidates call us that have been let go from positions, and you know there is a lot of uncertainty and fear in the marketplace at the moment. And I think you know we we will we've always said we want to you know find solutions and not add to the chaos so you know I feel like let's talk to that a little bit so in terms of when all this sort of pandemic started kicking off um mm-hmm. you know straight away we sat down and we thought right what are, what are the risks where where could this impact our business and how can we try and eliminate that the next thing we thought well, how can we take take and make sure our team is safe so do you want to talk about a little bit about what what we did to keep the team safe to keep them motivated and make sure that all of our you know our clients will look to offer during this time mm, yeah it's it's definitely been a challenging couple of months mm. but you know we we definitely are a people first business we have always put um our team um above all and we always say your health is your wealth so we just want to always make sure that um our people are looked after and we are well looked after as well mm. and i think we were in quite a lucky spot that we um, had slowly made the transition of operating a few days from home. Mm. So we work in a recruitment business. We're very much online. Um, all of our systems are online, so it's very easy, easily accessible. So there weren't there weren't any challenges um, from that perspective. Um, and I think that what what is actually certainly a challenge has been for me, and we do have someone else in the business that also has a couple of kids. You're going from working at home with your kids from maybe one to two days a week to all of a sudden operating five days mm. a week from home with kids around. Now, that is that that in itself is an absolute minefield. Um, but I think what's been very important is that the communication that we've had to our staff is that, you know, manage your own day. We do not expect you to be sitting at your desk from 8.30 to 5pm at night. Yeah. Not, not the way that we operate. We trust that you are going to get your job done. We enable you to decide what works for you, what doesn't. The one thing that we do have is a standing 8.30 meeting every morning. However, if, you know, your kid is, you know, not playing ball that morning, that's fine. Let's put it back to 9am. Mm-hmm. You don't feel as though you're quite on the ball. You want to get a little bit of exercise in. You want to go out and go a walk first. Great. Mm-hmm. Make it work for you. So I think it's about really like listening to, to your people, trusting your people that they are going to work um and i think certainly for larger businesses it's a bit of a minefield um Mm. making that transition from with a larger business um to transitioning to operational uh, remote work practices um but certainly i think trust has been one of the big things and and we've got the technology there to do it and um flexible working i think it's just forces to recognize that we can all actually still be very highly productive from home mm. uh, which poses the question do is it essential that we're mm. going to need office space in the future you know what does the future of work look like i've saw a lot of interesting articles out about that but you know we we have tried to support our people as much as we possibly can through mm. through the pandemic 
um, remind me what the other part of your question was because I just got so lost <laughs> in that. Yeah. No, that's really good. I think we have. We've we've basically trust is huge. Um, so we we definitely so we made our we allowed our team straight away to work from home to protect their well being. Um, and I think the other thing we did was you know we basically just made sure like you just said that you know, there wasn't that added pressure on top of all of the rest of this. Like we didn't sort of say right these are the expectations. It's like you know right your health and your wellness right now is our absolute number one priority. You know mm-hmm. so you know I don't want them sitting there like you say nine till five panicking about you know getting their work done. It's like you know we are in very uncertain times, you know? So it's just allowing them grace at this time to sort of go, do you know what? If I, like you say, don't, if I'm not ready for the 8.30 meeting because I my, my kid's running wild or, you know, I actually just want to get out and do a little bit of a walk, that's fine. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I, I have always said, and I know we've spoken about this in quite a lot of detail that, you know, why do we need to be in the office five days a week, nine till five? I have never, mm-hmm. ever understood. I've always fought it. Um, mm-hmm. So it's going to be really interesting during this time to see how people innovate and think about, okay, you know, do we need our people in the office full time? And, you know, what actually does the future of work look like? So I love your thoughts on that as well, because like you said, we, we've always been future focus we've always said you know work from home two days a week we've always been given that flexibility but for companies now that perhaps are going yeah maybe maybe is an office necessary what's your thoughts on how this will force companies to innovate in that way as well mm-hmm. well look let, let's be honest just to sort of go back to us now like prior to this pandemic we did operate two days from home to be in the office you have always been a lot more forward thinking than I have moving to working from home was a journey for me mm-hmm. and it was something that I, I had to break the habit of a lifetime mm-hmm. I was very very regimented you get up mm-hmm. you get ready you get into the office mm-hmm. and that um that was a hard habit mm-hmm. for me to break to to relax and go right okay I'm not having to rush around in the morning here I need to just have my coffee get to my desk and hmm this is lovely, mm. you know, my, my, my kid's not had a meltdown in the morning because I'm trying to drag it out the door so that I don't miss the tram, mm. you know, it, and you can be incredibly, incredibly productive in the home. So it has been, it's definitely been more of a journey for me to understand mm. that, right, okay, this works, this mm. really, really works. And it, I think, again, it's just about being really outcome driven. Mm. Very, very strange to realise that, you don't have to be glued to your desk. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it's, it's very old fashioned. It's very, it is a very traditional way to work. I think again, what one of the, what one of the big challenges is um, for myself and I'm sure many others feel this as well is the social isolation that comes from operating from home. Mm. I love people. I love the social aspect of being in the office. And I certainly feel that people that are potentially single live at home, potentially couldn't wait to get back to the office. There's maybe, um, again, male or females who operate from home that have got house um, with one, two, three kids at home that maybe feel as though they don't quite get the opportunity to really um, get zoned in as much as they would like to to their work and they're maybe feeling it a little bit more challenging mm-hmm. but I certainly think the future of work um, will not have to be five days in the office will there be for people that travel a lot for their for their job mm-hmm. they're maybe now sitting back and reflecting and thinking wait a minute 
I actually don't need to spend 30 hours a month in the air. Mm. I have been incredibly productive this month and I have not flown around the country. Mm. Wow. Yeah. You know, so I think there's definitely going to be some some huge changes. The amount of money that um, organisations, small, medium or large, spend on office facilities. Mm. Huge outgoing, huge overhead for a business. Mm. Do we need that? Do we have our office space and basically operate on a flexible, um, fl- fl- flexible work desk? Mm. Is that what we do? We have 50% in, 50% out. One of our clients is doing um, throughout the pandemic, um, basically a two-week roster. So half the business coming in in two weeks, half the business in the other two. So there's so many different makeups that you can that you can get. Mm. Will things go back to normal? I do not think so. And I actually, I hope not. Mm. I hope that the flexibility continues. Mm. Obviously not to this extent, because I think the whole social aspect, I think there are a lot of people who are really looking forward to getting back to the office. Mm. And that's good. Yeah, That's really good. Um, but I definitely think that this will, um, it's definitely moved the pace of flexible working mm. up a notch or two yeah. and I think that that's only a good thing yeah absolutely it's, it's definitely made everything go have to sort of speed up in terms of innovation like there's companies now with no online offerings and they're you know they're thinking oh you know how can we pivot how can we innovate at this time you know there's a lot of service-based industries I think the the wonderful thing about the the industry that we're in and where we specialize is technology and that's not going to slow down is why we are still busy and very very grateful for that um but I think at the moment where you know there is there's a lot of people out there who have lost their jobs and are currently you know worried about sort of finding work and things so you know in as you as a career specialist and a recruiter what what advice would you give to people right now who have lost their job through this pandemic and are worried about finding work um, and are at home right now listening to this what advice would you give to them at this time what could they be doing to uh, to stand out in in a, in a competitive mm-hmm. job market that it's going to be when when all this is over Mm, yeah, I think it's different for different industries, but certainly in the industry that we sort of um, specialise in, you know, you have to have a bit of an online presence now. Um, if there's certain people that have been um, in a very stable job, same place for a very long time, they may not understand the importance of, for example, a LinkedIn profile at the moment. Mm. Now, if you are going to an interview, you are um, you're applying for a job, you can guarantee that people are going to be looking at your application and then looking at your LinkedIn profile. You know, brush that up, get a professional photograph on there. You know, we don't want to see you with a picture of a um, a pint on your last <laughs> night out of the pub. Um, you know, make sure it's mm. um, nice and professional and a nice smile and, and really work on your, your bio um, and, you know, make it personal, like make it, make it stand out. What are your passions? Let your personality come through. Um, there are some wonderful, wonderful um, courses online at the moment that have been made free. Mm. So please explore areas of interest. If you have lost a job, have a think about, you know, what are your passions? Like, is there, is there an area that you are really incredibly passionate about that isn't necessarily the line of work that you've been in? If so, get out there and see what courses are online. If you love what you do, you already love what you do. Absolutely fantastic. Well done you. 
again upskill mm. you know what what are what are the new technologies that are high in demand at the moment you know what is the future of the industry that you're working in and what can you do to make yourself stand out from the crowd so that's definitely a, the, the two main things that I would say and um, again if you are going to be applying for for jobs please make sure that you you have a lovely, wonderfully presented resume. Mm. Again, there's some wonderful free online tools at the moment. Um, or alternatively, you can contact your favourite recruiter <laughs> um, for some advice. Um, but definitely work on your CV. You know, that is... Um, that's the first thing mm. that your your future employer is going to see. Mm. Make sure there's no spelling mistakes. You know, mm. spend the time on it. it. It's it's a very valuable tool mm. um, that could be the difference between you getting short shortlisted, yeah. between you getting an interview mm. and and not. But yeah, that's it's definitely a couple of things. I think at the moment, if you if you do if you have lost your job, it's very easy to wallow. I'm not saying it's going to be an easy time, but you know, pick yourself up, dust yourself off, mm. and 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 get out there and see what you can mm. do. Um, to to make sure that you secure another job as quickly yeah. as you can. That's that's such good advice, and I keep saying it's it's focusing on what we can influence, what we can what we can control. So you know you can control your link how you present yourself on LinkedIn and online you can control how you write and edit your resume you can control you know what what skills that you choose to to learn at this time so there's still so much that we can do in this time and like you just said Mm -hmm. then it's a really good time to sort of take a pause take a breath and actually get clear on you know am I in the right career is this industry right for me you know and, and to really get clear on on that, like I, I was reading an article on LinkedIn the other day about how people are starting to question this and, and start start thinking about new careers and and actually, is the line of work they're in now going to be a line of work that's still even going in ten years time? You know, so I think there's going to be a lot of mm. industries from this that maybe you know they don't they don't last, they don't go on for for you know more than a few years. So it is a really good time to be thinking like that, and we'll actually link in the show notes as well because I know Brittany and Sally did a fantastic article on how to write your resume and um, yeah. it, it was just such a brilliant piece. So we'll, we'll put the show notes so you can go and see that and literally just goes into step-by-step about how you can structure that. But you know, I think that's really, really, really good advice um, for people who are, you know, who found themselves um, out of work during this time. And look, mm-hmm. I think, you know, what's, yeah, what's really important right now is to be focusing on how you can grow, how you can learn. Because one of the questions that I know you and I are going to ask after this when we come to hire into our business is, you know, talk to me about your pandemic self. What were you doing mm-hmm. at that time? You know, how how did you spend your days? You know, this is mm-hmm. something that, you know, this is this this is going to be a real question, you know, and and what we what what would you want to hear if somebody's if you someone sat in front of you and you said, oh, talk to me about your pandemic self. What would you mm-hmm. want someone to say to you? Look, in, the, in an ideal world, um, I would want that answer to be focused around um, someone that really practiced, um, you know, self-awareness, really mm-hmm. listened to the, the emotions that they were going through and really worked on managing any anxieties that were brought on by the pandemic. I would want to hear that someone had uh, been incredibly proactive and, did some online learning mm. um someone that really focused on you know nurturing their the relationships with those that they they lived with um or you know maybe did something like you know 
be the be the person that organised the the weekend Zoom quizzes mm. with their friend, you know, someone, you know, someone like that. Um, but you know, I think um, on the flip side, you know, we we need to be aware of the fact that there are people who are. Um, incredibly anxious you know you've got people that are potentially really worried about them themselves um you know as you say worried about money worried about keeping a roof over their head mm-hmm. they've maybe got sick parents you know they've got elderly parents they've got parents overseas that maybe aren't keeping well they've got a house full of three kids at different ages mm-hmm. and if all you manage to do through that is get through it mm-hmm. and get through it with a smile on your face mm-hmm as much as you can then that is okay yeah. you know there's going to be so many different situations um in terms of you know in t- you know people are going to be at completely different stages of their lives and I, I think there's going to be people that are really um, had really challenging times yeah. throughout the pandemic but I would definitely want to to hear in an ideal world that that lovely little story of mm. someone that you know spent it learning and developing mm. and um, and taking that opportunity but you know I think it is about employers being realistic about who they are interviewing who they're mm. speaking with and, and understanding on a deeper level what their experience has been mm. throughout the pandemic as well mm. so yeah absolutely that, that was mind. absolutely yeah. and let, let's talk to that for a second as well because obviously you know I mean I'm, I'm reading articles around you know suicide increasing our fist by 50 percent um you know beyond blue there they've gone up by 40 percent in their service and that's uh, you know that's really hard hitting stats there which I don't like reading so you know you and I you know we are very very passionate about mental well-being for our team for ourselves we've obviously gone through our own demons with anxiety you and I had suffered with that a lot in our 20s and you know I've definitely got my own practices in place that I do daily to ensure that I'm always in a good headspace but you know what advice would you give to somebody who is at home right now um you know who's thinking right okay ladies that's great advice but you know I can't get myself out of bed in the morning I'm, I'm really not feeling good at all at the moment what advice would you have for people who are really struggling with anxiety and mm-hmm. mental health right now mm-hmm. yeah look um I, I genuinely have um struggled with um anxiety and you know occasionally I, I do still get waves of it and it's more worry mm-hmm. for me I can be quite a warrior mm-hmm. um and it, it just it can really 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 build and I think that the first step I would say is incredibly important is to actually recognize what you're feeling my experience was I didn't give it a second Mm. I was like you know I'm feeling really really overwhelmed but I'm just going to keep going Mm. I'm going to keep going it's okay it's okay it's okay and forcing yourself to just go 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 doesn't work so if you know it just stop if you feel that you can't get out of your bed that's fine you know, accept that, that that is how you're feeling, but take that moment, take that moment and sit with it and say, right, okay, this is how I'm feeling. And then start thinking about why, why do I feel like this? Get out the notepad, get out the pen and start just writing it down. Start writing down exactly what's in your head. Don't look back, don't read it, just write. Mm just write about exactly what you're feeling and once you get that out I think that sort of forces you to stop mm. and take stock of where your headspace is at at the moment and that all helps you with accepting about how you're really feeling at the moment it is okay to feel stressed it is okay to feel overwhelmed it is okay to feel 
worried, worried sick. You know, there's a lot going on at the moment um, and there's certainly a lot of responsibility that's fallen on the shoulders mm-hmm. um, of people. So it's okay to have those down days, but do not let those down days roll on do not let those days Mm. turn into weeks do not let those weeks turn into months you know you have to acknowledge it and secondly on the on the stats from the beyond blue very very sad that the stats have been on the rise um did you say by 40 percent yeah sad however how incredible that we live in a world where we have that support yeah if you really are feeling that you're not in a good headspace, mm. use that support. If you don't feel that you have anyone by your side that you can speak to about it, mm. if you feel alone, you feel embarrassed, mm. use use Beyond Blue. Use some of these other wonderful platforms that are there. Like, give them a call. Some of them are like well, chat boxes. Yeah. You know, if you feel that you just need to speak to someone that is not in your inner circle mm. to get that out there use it yeah. um but but it's definitely it's okay to have these moments but definitely do not let the moments mm. um roll into to, to weeks mm. or, or months yeah. because i've been there and you know nothing good comes from it yeah absolutely i think that's i think acceptance is huge right because i mean i remember you know when i first started you know i, I had my first panic attack and i had no idea what was going on i thought i was having a heart attack i was my heart was beating out my chest i was sweating i just didn't had no idea what was going on and it wasn't until I started to understand anxiety and accept it, you know, not run from it. And I think, you know, there's, there is still a little bit of a stigma around mental health. And I, I would really love to see our society moving away from that because I think it's an important topic that definitely needs to be discussed more. And, you know, something that we are very open with our team about as well, you know, like we've constantly been asking them, how are you feeling? And I just think that is something that needs to be asked more um, in the working environment and more leaders need to show more empathy to what is actually going on and you know people were struggling before this so this is this is a whole new layer on top of everything else and and on top of mm. the pandemic life is still continuing you know so people are still having to deal with life you know like like you said dealing with loved ones dealing with you know family dealing with all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff that's happening mm-hmm. in their lives on top of all of the other chaos mm-hmm. added and you know so I just think acceptance my, my word right now is just surrender uh surrender let it go mm-hmm. um you know, I, I definitely have a very proactive approach to stress as you and I have spoken about, you know, a lot like how you just, you know, taking a few deep breaths and just sort of releasing it, mm-hmm. don't letting it build up in your body because over time that can really get stored and, and that's what then leads to the, the full on breakdowns, the panic attacks and all that sort of stuff, which we really want to avoid. So yeah. I, th- I think people, people need to be aware of the pressure that they put on themselves as well. Absolutely. It's almost like an invisible pressure. Yeah. You are, you'll find that you're often feel um anxious or or down about basically these unachievable expectations that you Mm. put on yourself Mm. and it's not until you take stock of that as well that you understand that it's maybe you you feel unnecessarily anxious about things so just reduce the expectations that you have on yourself and Mm. I think certainly just to go back to employers I think that leaders and, and employers have definitely got um you know, they've got a role to play in this. I think that managers do need to become leaders. They need to, especially in these times, provide their staff with emotional support. Understand what the the home environment is like. Um, you know, move deadlines if they can be moved. Reduce the workloads, like reduce the expectations um, to enable people to feel as though they can actually cope with 
the day-to-day job. You know, people are um, at the moment, they're at home, you're, they're cooking three meals a day and probably two snack times as well. They are trying to homeschool, upload all the kids' work. If you've got multiple kids, one laptop, mm. wow, unbelievable. All the while, still trying to do your day-to-day job. It is impossible. Yeah. It's impossible. So I think lowering the expectations that you have on yourself as well is is something that's very very important yeah just acknowledge just be i think that's it just be really kind to yourself during this time because i'm also reading that burnout is on the rise you know so you think people aren't commuting they're not all of that extra stress but they're actually more stressed because like you said they're probably not setting boundaries they're being really they're they're getting um pressure from their leaders from their managers you know to to be performing at the time because obviously their managers are under pressure from the powers that be and there's you know i just think we need to be very very aware of our language right now very 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 aware of you know our energy that we're that we're sort of giving out to people and just being as compassionate as what we can to ourselves and to others during Mm -hmm. this time because that's what's going to get us through this that's what's going to get us through this in a positive way and not have us all get to the end of this feeling burnt out exhausted and you know stressed and anxious because that is exactly what we want to avoid so look let's um let's wrap let's wrap up so in terms of like I always like to ask this question at the end you know what so let's just bring it back to the pandemic so if you are listening to this right now and you know you are wanting to develop yourself you're wanting to grow through this not just go go through this what advice would you have for people who you know are are struggling right now who want to get better um you know what would you say would be the one thing that you 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 would say to them do this in order to to come out the other end in a in a positive way it's a tough one i know (laughs) i i honestly i think slow down Mm. slow down just take life at a slower pace try and enjoy each day um i think if there's one thing that i've definitely been guilty of um is just go 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 Mm-hmm. Um, and really not taking the opportunity to sit and reflect and, and look back on each day. I think definitely um, slow it down and just adjust your days um, accordingly. Mm-hmm. You know, take take things one step at a time. If you don't necessarily have the, the best day with juggling work and family, that's all right. Mm-hmm. You know, be kind to yourself. File it under the could have done better file, mm-hmm. you know that's it, it's all right I think definitely um take this time to just slow enjoy time with your family enjoy time with your wife husband whoever it may be just relish in these little moments that you can actually have when you're stuck between the four walls and enjoy your daily walks just try and get the enjoyment out of out of the daily things mm-hmm. and um I feel like I'm going to start going on into like loads of other different things. So you said one yeah. thing, uh, but yeah, I think definitely just slow down and be kind to yourself yeah. is one of the things that I think is very important for people emerging from this t- time mm. um, with their mental health intact. Mm. Yeah. 
Beautiful. Pam, I have absolutely loved having you on. And, uh, you know, we would have done this much, much sooner. But obviously, you know, we couldn't. But I'm really pleased that we did this. I hope that I hope the audience got a lot from this. I feel like we've covered some really incredible topics. And hopefully, you know, you're sitting there now and you've got a lot of takeaways. I'll obviously do my Fab Five as a bit of a roundup as well. I mean, it's probably going to be the longest Fab Five there ever was because there's just so many good things. But um, look, absolutely amazing having you on. You are an amazing leader. You inspire me every single day. This this woman, go and follow her because she is she's absolutely incredible. And I'm so proud and honored to call her my best friend and my business partner. So I just want to just honor you. You're a wonderful human being. Thank you. And thank you so much for listening. We'll speak to you soon. Have a wonderful day wherever you are. Speak to you soon, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Mind to Lead podcast. I really hope you got some great takeaways and key learnings from this episode. To help us spread the message, please give us a rating and leave us a review. We love reading your thoughts and your insights and your learnings. And look, reach out to me. Reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm Georgie Hubbard. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'm Georgie L. Hubbard. Let's connect. I hope you have an incredible day and I look forward to speaking to you all again soon.